0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Breed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on
1: 630 Chad. Hey, good evening, everybody. New season, new show. Welcome to the Elks this week. Episode one. Uh, we'll be here all season long, usually on a Monday night. But this week we're here on Tuesday because of the hockey game last night. Another football season, though, has arrived. Preseason games are done. The Elks finish it with one win and one loss. The real games begin this week. The 2022 Edmonton Elks will open up Saturday night in Vancouver against the BC Lions. We'll of course have that game for you here on 6:30. Ched, the countdown to kickoff begins at 6:30. Game time just after eight from BC Place in Vancouver. Uh, Uh, The first week itself in the CFL gets rolling Thursday night when the Alouettes are in Calgary to play the Stampeders. Hey, cut-down day was on Saturday across the Canadian Football League. The roster of players set to start uh, the new season are in place. And in Edmonton, that includes at quarterback... Four quarterbacks still on the roster. Nick Arbuckle, who will join us in just a moment. Taylor Cornelius, last year's starter at the end of the season. And two rookies, Canadian draft pick Trey Ford and Kai Loxley, who has been very impressive through his two preseason game showing. So, four QBs are here. Sounds like from Chris Jones that three will dress and play in Vancouver. And I know the question you want asked... Head coach Chris Jones knew the question was coming too, and it was asked today by Post Media's Jerry Matajong.
0: You know what I'm going to ask you next, right? <laughs> who
1: started? Yeah. Who what? <laughs> who won the QB competition? Yeah. You know what we? You know we'll. It'll be soon enough. I mean, but both of them, you know, have done some really good things. You know, uh, the guys that played uh, the other night. So I mean, we we'll just see here in the next 24-48 uh, hours. Eventually, we'll we'll tell you who's going to play, and and I wouldn't be surprised if all all three of the guys that we dressed play. So there you go, in the next 24 to 48 hours, and that was probably about seven hours ago, so the uh, the hours are dwindling away until we find out who starts at quarterback uh, for the Elks. No definitive answer from the coach on who starts. Nick Arbuckle will be one of the three dressing for the game, and he's with us now on the Elks this week. Hey, Nick, uh, thanks for your time tonight. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
1: I'm, uh, I'm doing good thank you very much the coach wouldn't tell us today uh, who starts on saturday now i don't want you to tell tales out of turn but has he at least told the quarterbacks yet who's starting on saturday
2: <laughs> um i don't know that's a good question
1: <laughs> excellent well that's what i'm paid for to ask the good questions. uh tell me a little bit about that that situation um Obviously, uh, and Chris Jones has said it—the uh, the fact that uh, the competition for not just the quarterback's job, but for every job, continues not from training camp but into the regular season as well. The best players are still going to play even through the regular season. Tell me about uh, how that excites you. I'd, I would imagine because everybody loves competition, right?
2: Yeah, you know, it's just—you uh, know—it's just one of the things that's a part of being with uh, you know Chris Jones's team, and I think in the long run, it's going to make everybody better and um you know as the season goes on more and more you're going to see um you know just players kind of rising above the rest and get guys continuing to get better um you know week after week and um, i think that's something that helps make uh jones's team special over the years and you know why you continue to see his teams trend upward uh, in the second half of seasons because there is No room for complacency, um, you know, on his roster. So everybody's competing for a job every day. And, um, you know, just because you start one week, have a good game one week doesn't mean, um, you know, you're going to be starting for the next 17 games. You know, you have to bring uh, bring your best every single day you come into the office and uh, continue to get better throughout the year. So that's something that we all kind of embrace and you have to embrace if you're going to be here.
1: Yeah, and I imagine you like that at your position, but I think you like that around the team, too, because you know that the best player is going to play and help you and your team win.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all you really want. All you want is the, you know, offense and defense, the best 12 guys out on the field, uh, you know, every time, and that's going to give you the best chance to win. And, you know, the 12 guys you have out on the field, the best 12 you have on the field week one might not be the best 12 uh, week eight, Uh, you know, guys, Um, we'll continue to get better and learn and young guys will continue to grow in the game more. And, uh, you know, guys are going to get opportunities as season goes on. It's a a very long season in 21 weeks, we got 18 games. So, you know, in the uh, CFL, it's more of a marathon and you, uh, you want to start fast and you want to finish, finish really strong, but you still got to, you know, prepare yourself for a very long season.
1: Nick Arbuckle, Elks quarterback, joining us on the Elks this week. Uh, you were back at practice today. Nick, how's the health? How are you feeling?
2: Oh, I'm feeling great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back to 100%. And, uh, yeah, I'm just ready to uh, get back going and prepare for BC.
1: Was it a tough week for you last week? Because, you know, everyone knows the situation. Everybody's fighting for a job. Uh, I imagine it's pretty tough not to be able to play in the second preseason game and to miss a week of reps as well.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, any time you miss any practice, it's going to be tough. Um, I, I really wanted to be out there for, um, the, the last few practices with the guys, but, um, you know, unfortunately, um, I wasn't able to, uh, but I was glad to have gotten in the preseason game that I did, um, uh, being able to go out there with the, with the guys. And we had, um, some good success on offense all throughout the game with, uh, you know, every quarterback. And that was a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately we didn't, weren't able to replicate that, uh, in the last preseason game, but it's, um, you know, a really good learning experience, um, you know, going into the season and just knowing how to approach games and knowing how to come off of a win and, um, you know, carry some momentum and not, uh, you know, not get too high on your horse, you know, going into the next game. So, um, I think it's good to kind of learn those lessons there in preseason when it doesn't count as much, um, you know, towards what you're going to be doing the rest of the year.
1: You, you didn't play the last five games of the year after you were acquired by the Elks in a trade late last season. Uh, you played last, I think, in October with the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, you looked, honestly, razor sharp a couple of weeks ago in Winnipeg. You were 9 for 10, 145 yards, a couple of TD passes. Uh, I think you engineered a field goal drive as well. Uh, it, it looked, you know, pretty seamless for you to get back into action after such a long break.
2: Yeah, you know, I credit a lot of that to um you know the kind of training camp that um that Chris Jones runs and how many reps that we were able to get and the, the tempo that we carried all throughout training camp um just because it was so intense so many things that we saw defensively from uh, Jones's defense and um yeah just so many opportunities to make plays to make mistakes and uh, to learn all throughout training camp that we went the kind of uh when it came time for the game, it kind of felt, you know, everything was slowed down and everything uh, felt a lot easier. Everything was a cleaner picture to look at. And, um, you know, our offense, I think everybody was seeing things really well and just playing fast. And, you know, if you can play fast, you know what you're doing, you can uh, make a lot of plays out there. And that's what our guys did.
1: I know you worked pretty hard in the offseason as well, and if anyone follows Nick Arbuckle on social media, you saw some, some videos of, of some of the work he was doing in California with a lot of CFL guys. Uh, was that a lot different from what you've done in past years, what you did this offseason?
2: Um, no, I mean, it's more or less a, what I do every year. Um, the group of guys I was able to work with, that's one of the things that changed. Um, I kind of made an effort to, uh, try to get around as many CFO guys as, as that I could and, uh, you know, gather as many guys as I knew were in the area and guys that knew guys, um, all throughout the LA area. Cause we do have, a. A ton of um, CFL players that, not only from that area, but, you know, guys who have found their way there for the off seasons and enjoy the warm weather and all that. So it was was a really great training environment to be around so many many pro players, so many guys I was familiar with and guys that I've admired, you you know, through film and watching them on TV around the league, so... And that was great i mean it was a lot of the same work and the consistent work that i've done year over year but just the the group that i was able to surround myself was uh was really really fun
1: one of those guys you are able to work with was kenny lawler and I, I don't know if you invited him to the workout sessions in january but i know in february after he signed with the elks he got pretty interested in, in working out with him uh have you seen that pay off at training camp i know he was late to camp because of some issues and you missed the last week of camp but have have, have the you seen the chemistry you kind of developed working together in the offseason carry over into training camp
2: uh definitely and i mean any any quarterback that gets to throw to kenny is uh is very lucky he's um an absolutely incredible player and, and a very noticeable difference maker as soon as he steps on the field. Um, you know, not just what he brings from a performance standpoint, cause I mean, that's obvious. Um, it's easy to find him on film and know where he is. Um, but also just kind of the intensity and the focus that he has and, uh, in the game and in the huddle, you know, it, it brings a, a definite energy and, um, and determination to the offense he's a he's an incredible player to be around and i can see now being with him why he had so much success in winnipeg
1: so you got kenny lawler you got darrell walker you got some other really good receivers you got james wilder jr you got a, a pretty veteran laden offensive line uh, i think everybody agrees you have the the pieces of the puzzle for a pretty good offense this year
2: Yeah, we, I mean, we, um, we definitely do. And, uh, we have a a very good and proven offensive staff and we, you know, we're going to have, um, a great game plan. Everybody's going to be coached up really well at every single position. We're going to know what we're doing. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, when we get on the field, we got the guys that have shown, um, you know, over the years that they have the ability to play this game at a very high level and be the best, uh, best on the field at their position. So I think, um, you know, as long as we do what we're supposed to do and we execute and we do the things that we know we can do and shown that we can do in the past, um, and we start gelling together and, and build that chemistry throughout the season, it's going to be a, uh, a very special year for our offense.
1: So I got to practice today and I set up shop up in the booth and uh, took a look out in the field and I just kind of went, whoa, this is different. Uh, how was it at practice today with about 30 fewer bodies out on the field?
2: <laughs> uh, it was definitely different. I mean, every, everywhere from, from meetings to um you know team meeting room having a a lot less chairs in it and everybody's now you know together in the same locker room now that we don't have uh, you know so many guys where we have to split up rookies and stuff in various places so um you know it's it's a good chance for us to now kind of build that um that team camaraderie with with everybody on the field and everybody in the locker room and um it, it was definitely different though and uh you know just getting in the stretch line and you're not uh, you know, press shoulder to shoulder with every single person, you know, coming across the goal line. So, uh, but as you know, it's a lo- a great opportunity just to get to know people even better, uh, get to build more personal relationships with the guys who are here. And, um, you know, we really respect and, and, and uh, love the guys that, you know, gave it the all to make the team. But uh, I know the group that we have in the locker room right now is going to help us win a lot of games.
1: NBC to play the Lions on opening night on Saturday night uh, tell me about prepping for week one how difficult is it when there's virtually no film to watch and you're kind of going off of what you know about the team and the coordinators from last year is this a tough game to prepare for
2: yeah I mean uh you know week one's always kind of like that for for everybody around the league um probably uh maybe other than than Winnipeg or Hamilton you know who've had a lot of uh, you know, a lot of the same guys for years with the same, you know, play callers on defense. But even then, um, you know, with the new hash marks, you know, a wider boundary and narrower field, um, it's, you know, it's a guessing game at this point to try to figure out exactly how teams are going to be different because, you know, even the teams that have the same defensive guys as last year, and the same defense coordinators, they might be doing new things based on the new field dimensions. So um, it's going to be a learning curve for everybody. And uh, fortunately, with playing against Chris Jones' defense, all camp, I'm sure our offense is going to be ready for absolutely anything that uh, that a defense throws at us. It's not going to be anything we haven't seen and played against uh, for hundreds of reps uh, for the past three or four weeks.
1: Yeah, everybody says playing against that Chris Jones defense will uh, will make you better in practice for the game. So, Nick, appreciate your time. Uh, good luck the rest of the week getting set for the game uh, Saturday. Whether you're starting or not, we don't know, but uh, good luck to you as you move forward this week.
2: All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: All right, uh, Nick, thanks very much. That's uh, Nick Arbuckle, Elks quarterback. I think he's starting. Uh, we'll find out in the next uh, couple of days or so for sure. We'll get confirmation from uh, head coach uh, Chris Jones. But he certainly was, uh, it, it, by all reports, the best through all of training camp. Certainly was the best quarterback in the limited time he got to play in the preseason game. We mentioned the numbers. He was 9 of 10. 90% is pretty good. 9 of 10. Uh, and he had three drives. He got two touchdowns and a field goal. So he did what he had to do, I think, to get the job. Uh, but uh, there's more to it than, than that. So uh, we'll find out later in the week who indeed starts on Saturday. Saturday in Vancouver. When we come back on the Ox this week, we'll uh, check in with uh, Blake Dermott, maybe hear a little bit of Chris Jones as well, if we have time. This is the Ox this week on 630 Chet. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, Morley Scott, along with Blake Dermott, who joins us now. He's now a grandpa times two. How's the new little one doing, Blake?
0: Oh, she's doing great. Yeah, this, uh, she's, uh, well, not, I don't think she's a, a week old. Maybe she's a week old now, but she's doing great. She's... Uh, oh. Her head's got awesome. back to normal shape.
1: <laughs> awesome! It's uh, there's nothing like it. I'll tell you that for sure. You already know that because you got one. All right, let's uh, let's talk some uh, football. Uh, who's your quarterback to start on Saturday night? Is there is there any debate in your mind at all?
0: No, I, I think uh, the quarterback is uh, is Arbuckle uh, if he's healthy. I think he's the guy that uh, that the Elks are going to have to ride.
1: Uh, well, he practiced today and says he's healthy. So, if, if that's the case, I I agree with you. He played, he was so good in the Winnipeg game. And these by reports of those in the know, he was uh, his numbers were were pretty good during training camp uh, as well. Is there any advantage to to playing this cat and mouse game? I, I know it's fun in the media because it it keeps everybody talking. Uh, I imagine Nick wouldn't tip his hat when we talked to him earlier tonight if he knew who was starting. Uh, but uh, I imagine the quarterback who is starting does know, right?
0: Well, I would, I would think they did, you know, unless there's some, you know, still some question mark about, you know, their physical ability to be able to play. But, uh, you know, when you think about cat and mouse, I think it's, it's important for teams, especially when, you know, unlike a lot of other sports, I mean, you've got video, but you've got, you know, you've got four or five days to prepare for, for a game. And, uh, and each quarterback brings with them a, a different style or things that they're good at. And so, you, you know, it's it's an advantage if you go into a game where the other team doesn't know which guy is going to be your starter. I think it's a it's a direct advantage to the O's.
1: Yeah, I guess it keeps Rick Campbell guessing, right, and it's forcing him to look at Arbuckle film, forcing him to look at Cornelius film, and and be ready for any option that that comes his way, which creates more work for him, right?
0: Well, and that's just it, and I mean, and even you know, the, the, a couple of trick plays that uh, the O's ran in the. Uh, in the preseason you know uh, quarterback throwing to quarterback uh, you know those kinds of things are, are plays that other teams now are going to spend a fair, uh, you know a considerable amount of time preparing for and uh, if you don't even run them then that's time wasted in, in uh, uh, getting a game plan set up for you know the, the the important plays or the plays that you think are going to come all the, uh, the majority of the time. So yeah I mean that's all what coaches do you know and, and sometimes they don't think themselves sometimes they uh you know you'll you'll see a trick play and you'll never see it again but every week that team's got to prepare for it and and those are those are things that they uh they use as tools
1: were you surprised they rolled those out of the preseason because usually we we hear so much about the vanilla offense in the preseason and just you know doing just basic football were you surprised we saw it
0: no i think i i was uh, surprised that there wasn't a lot more because you know as far as i'm concerned you know you're evaluating players and and uh, those are one-time type of plays and you yeah, sure. You want to have success with them, but you don't necessarily have to have success. It's it's all about it's all about making it more difficult than the other teams are prepared to play. It. And the more of those kinds of plays that you do have, the more time they've got to spend on that those kinds of plays. Especially if there are plays that look like other plays that you have in your in your in your uh, in your playbook, but they have a slight wrinkle to them because because it, it it now changes what defensive backs or what linebackers are looking for. And anytime you you make a player think in a game, it slows them down.
1: We saw uh, Loxley get involved offensively. We lined up as receivers uh, three or four times. Caught two passes from uh, from Trey Ford. Trey Ford. We've seen him run and run very well. I imagine the possibilities with uh, with those two in the lineup are endless.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I, of course, the fact that they're uh, you know they're they're uh, they're uh, uh, changers with respect to ratio. I think that's really important. And and uh, but I mean, you also got to have you got to have somebody that you're completely confident in as, as a, as a backup in case something happens to the number one guy, they've got to be able to go and manage the offense. And, and uh, I thought Lockley did a decent job in the times that he was in there. He looked, he looked pretty good. Uh, um, uh, but, uh, you know, Trey Ford has showed some improvement. Um, but then you've got Taylor Cornelius, who's, who's the guy who started a number of games last year and, uh, and, and has that much more experience. So, so, you know, it's going to be a difficult decision with what Chris Jones is going to have to do with that with that group. But, uh, but it gives him some options. That's for sure going forward.
1: Yeah, sure does. Thirty-seven-seven uh, was the score Friday at Commonwealth against the Calgary Stampeders. Do we read anything into that heading into the regular season?
0: Well, I don't. Um, it was uh, um, it was an exhibition game. I, I don't I don't read into that. I don't know how many times over the course of uh, me watching the, the CFL where. Teams of you know back when they used to play four exhibition games or four and zero, and then come in and had a heck of a tough start, or or you know they didn't win a, 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 a exhibition game and then went on to be you know seven and zero. So I just think that I, I think exhibition is what it is. It's a, a chance for coaches to evaluate their players and and, uh, and and put the guys in the right position when the when the bullets start flying.
1: Awesome, Blake. Thanks for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you as always.
0: Okay, Marley. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, that is uh, Blake Dermott, our Inside the Game analyst for Elks Broadcast. He'll be uh, watching the game and commenting on 6.30, Chad, on our broadcast. Uh, Pre-game show starts Saturday at... Uh, 6.30. Game time is 8 o'clock. Elks back to practice tomorrow. They'll travel Friday and then play the Lions in Vancouver on Saturday. Of course, as I mentioned, you'll hear it right here on 6.30 Chid. Thanks to Blake. Thanks to Nick Arbuckle as well for spending some time with us tonight. Uh, More for me tomorrow morning on 6.30 Chid Mornings with Chelsea and Daryl. More Elks talk and more looking back at the Oilers season. That is now over. That's it for week one. The Elks this week is in the books. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great rest of your evening, everybody.